Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on here. Chop back at me. Praise the Lord. He is worthy of all praise. Amen. 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 He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy. Where will we be without him? Oh, God. He's worthy. And we yield to him. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Sister Chrissy, for the prayers. Brother Peter. This wonderful band, praise and worship team. Can we give them a hand? Thank God for them. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Chrissy mentioned it, but I also want to give honor to Pastor Joe. We certainly pray. We join her in that prayer that the Lord is restoring him and refreshing him. Truly a man of God, we thank him for being here. And thank God for you, Second Baptist Church, SBC. Amen. Give yourselves a hand. Amen. Amen. Give yourselves a hand for being here. And I'd be remiss if I didn't go any further. Last time, I was by myself. But this morning, my better half is here. Amen. Uh, Minister Deborah Leak. So glad she's uh, with me, and I thank you so much for your prayers. Last time I was here, she had just gotten out of the hospital. Um, But we thank God for deliverance, for healing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm so grateful that she's here with me. I want to talk to you about the theme for this morning Hope. Hope. Where are you on hope? Where are you on hope? Listen to this. It was Christmas Eve, and a little boy knelt at his bed and said his bedtime prayers. Lord, please bless Mommy, Daddy, Grammy, Grandpa. Give us a good day tomorrow. I'm hoping for a bicycle for Christmas. (laughs) The boy's mother comes rushing into his room and says, you didn't have to scream. God can hear you. The boy looked up and said, Mama, I know you and Dad can hear me, but I wanted to make sure Grammy and Granddad heard me because they're downstairs, and they got the money for the bike. (laughs) That boy had hope, didn't he? 
Amen. Amen. Hope. Let's define it. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. To expect with confidence. Here's another one for you. To cherish a desire with anticipation. To want something to happen or be true. Beloved, the word hope has also been translated to wait or trust. When we say I'm waiting for the Lord, we're also saying we're hoping in him. And indeed, we can absolutely trust him. Amen? Yes. Our scripture is taken from Isaiah 9. It was read by the family. Didn't they do a nice job? Yes. Did a wonderful job. But I want to focus on one verse. Isaiah 9, verse 6. There's five names, and I'll read that in a moment. It may be on the screen. You see it right there. Let's read it together. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called, go ahead, family. Amen, amen. The Advent season is a time of joy because it's a time of hope. This is the first Sunday of Advent, as it's been mentioned already, and our theme today is hope. We celebrate the arrival of God's plan of redemption, the coming of his son, Jesus Christ. Let me give you a little background what was going on in this um, book of Isaiah. King Ahaz was the king of Judah, and he was evil. Idolatrous. And it impacted the people of Judah. they start getting involved in corrupt behavior. Let me pause right here. Church, isn't it amazing when one person is out of order, the impact they can have on others, amen? Yeah. But look what Isaiah did. He prophesied the birth of Christ. Jesus is the light of the world, a son. The Messiah will be born with justice forever. King Ahaz ignored the Lord's counsel and made an alliance with the Assyrians. You see, Assyria represented the devil. Prideful, ruthless ways. So in this chapter, Isaiah gives us one of the most Beautiful and of all his messianic prophecies. 
the child will come. The Redeemer will arise to save, pe to save people of your sins. It goes on to say, as we just read, a child will be born. What does that mean? His humanity, he began life like any other human being, as an infant, as a man. He feels our hurts, our pain, our sufferings. A son will be given to us. This speaks about his deity. He was already God before he was given to us. the second person of the Trinity. The government will rest on his shoulders. He's king of kings. He's sovereign over all. See, it's not about Trump, Biden, Pelosi, McConnell. It's about Jesus, amen? He's the king of kings. He rules. Wonderful counselor. He's full of wisdom. He always knows what to say. He's compassionate. He's the compassionate Christ. He mends broken hearts. He meets us at the point of our brokenness. He leads us. He guides us. Oh, yes, there is hope in the manger. That is the title of the sermon, Hope in the Manger. Say that with me, Hope in the Manger. Oh, yes, mighty God. Church, he fights our battles. He's a mighty warrior. He can't be defeated, no way. He's mighty God. He is the king of glory, mighty in battle. Everlasting father, translated, he's the father of eternity. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Aren't you happy you have someone that's with you all the time? See, see, man will disappoint you. Not God. Prince of Peace. Confusion, chaos, conflicts dominate our world. But look what our God offers. Peace that passes all understanding. Isaiah says something in this book of Isaiah. He says, Thou will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. He's the sustainer of peace. That this is our God. He came in with such humility. 
when you think about, at least in my imagination, Jesus, he should have been a big banquet room. Five-star hotel, if you will. But no. He showed his humanity and his, his humility. There's no friend like the lowly Jesus, amen? Why is hope important? Why is hope important? Because life's roads are often unknown. Sometimes we have to just trust God and be hopeful. Look what God said to Abraham. He told him to go. Abraham went. Abraham just had to trust. How about you today? Has God told you to do something? When we're traveling life's roads and valleys, we go through stuff, don't we? Yeah. The unknown. God may be telling someone right here and now they need to do something. Trust him. Church family, whenever God puts something in your spirit to do, he is not going to fail. His commandments are his enablements. When he commands us to do something, he will enable us to get the job done. We just got to trust him. Number two, why is hope important? Because waiting is often unavoidable. Larry, what are you saying? Well, sometimes we just have to be patient and be still. Things aren't going to go the way, we are, the way we want them to. We just got to be patient. Three. Because our will does not want to cooperate with our mind. Mm. You know when that flesh rises up? Am I by myself here? Okay, I'll raise my hand, okay? Amen? All right? When that flesh just rises up, okay, God, you're taking too long. I, I, want, I need this now. Thank you, sister. Lord, I'm just not feeling what you want me to do. Church family, God's got us. Remember Paul? Paul confessed knowing the right thing to do, but found himself unable. Why? Because of the flesh. So let's just do a little quick recap. We saw the prophecy of hope, what Isaiah said. Now let's look at the power of hope. The power of hope. Hebrews 6.19. Hebrews 6.19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. It's right up there on the screen. A hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. 
That's power right there. That's power. Three quick things about this right here. Hope is sure. It's dependable. It's reliable. It's trustworthy. Number two, hope is steadfast. It's not going to change because God does not change. Three, hope is secure. Behind the veil in the temple, church, was the holy of holies, the very presence of God. So Jesus takes our hope into the presence of God. It is permanently affixed as a secure anchor. We obtain mercy and grace. See, boat anchors may go downward into the sea, but our anchor in Christ goes upwards towards heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number three. So we have the prophecy of hope. We have the power of hope. Let's look at the present of hope. Present of hope. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Blessed be the God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's alive. This hope we have in Jesus is alive. We serve a living God. He's a present God. Aren't you glad that he lives? Hallelujah. Prophecy of hope. The power of hope. The present of hope. Next one. We have the promises of hope. The promises of hope. That's the word of God. This book. From cover to cover. Promises. Promises. Beloved, this is our weapon. Is the word of God. Let me give you a quick scripture on this one. Peter, forgive me, brother, okay? God just gave this one to me, okay? All right? Psalm 130, verse 7. Psalm 130, verse 7. Look what the psalmist says. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Beloved, speak God's word into your circumstances rather than your circumstances into God's word. Please remember that. I'll say it again. Speak God's word into your circumstances rather than your circumstances into God's word. This is the weapon full of promises. This book will whip the enemy every time. He can't deal with this book. He can't deal with it. Tempted our Lord three times. And what was the Lord's response? Three words. It is written. Thank you. It is written. It is written. In my crazy imagination, I'm going to do it again. I can see the Lord doing this. It is written. Get back. It is written. It is written. Whip them with the the word of God. Amen? Get out of here. See, that's why it's important for us to have scripture in us. 
have scripture in us. My dad's in glory right now. But he told me, Larry, to get scripture in you, get an index card as you're doing your devotions. When the spirit hits you with a scripture, you write it down. And you carry it around with you in your shirt pocket, in your pants pocket, and just glance at it, read it during the day. That's how you get scripture in you. Meditate on it. See what the spirit is saying. So, the promise of hope, the power of hope, the present of hope, the promises of hope. Here's the last one. The person of hope. The person of hope. Who's the person of hope? Jesus Christ. Amen? 1 Timothy 1.1 says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of our God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. That's our hope. Our hope is in Jesus. Jesus. If we put our hope in man or woman or things, we'll be disappointed. The psalm said in the psalmist said in Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. It'll be right up on the screen. But we will remember the name of our Lord, our God. The psalmist is saying, my hope and my trust is in God. How are we doing so far? I'm trying my best to compose myself, but this, this, this is, I just want to run around this church, I'm telling you. It's just, you know, I mean, when I just think about how awesome he is, how good he's been to us. Just can't help but to praise him. in God, giving him glory for all that he's done and all what he's going to do. Let's spell it out for you. Spell it out. I'm one of those, I like acronyms. Okay? I like, well, anyway, you'll see. Okay? <laughs> all right? Oh, it's going to be quite a time going home today. I can feel my wife, okay? <laughs> all right? The H. Help. I'm going to spell out hope for you. The H is for help. What do I mean? We are invited to come to him boldly, knowing he's a good, good father. And yes, I love that song by Chris Tomlin. Yeah, I see I, see I got some help here, okay? <laughs> Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. He's there to help us. He's inviting us to come to him with arms open wide. 
He'll answer us. He will not turn us away. The H is for help. The O. Hope in God, hope in Jesus will allow us to overcome. The O is for overcome. The stress of life's challenges can make us feel burdened down to the point we may want to give in. But no, beloved, he gives us the strength to overcome. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He doesn't want us to go around burdened, being burdened down. He wants our arms to be lifting him up, exalting him, giving him praise, giving him glory, instead of holding on to stuff. When we hold on to stuff, we can't give him glory. He didn't create us. He didn't make us to hold on to stuff. Give it to him. That's what he's saying. Give it to me. Give it to me. First John 5, 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse 5 goes on to say, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. H, help. O, overcome. What's the P for? I'm glad you asked. Power. Power. Sometimes in this Christian journey, the task may seem too tough. It may seem overwhelming. We get tired, but God's power is available to us at any time. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things, not one thing, all things, through who? Christ, who strengthens me. 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. gives it to us when we're weak we don't feel like we can go on tap into his power Ephesians says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might well we got the H we got the O we got the P what's the E? eternity Eternity. The hope gives us an eternal home with the everlasting Father. The God of hope sent his son to be our savior. So now we have a home with him in glory. He's gone to prepare a place for us. Look what John 3.16 says. Everybody knows it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good father? Hope. There was hope in the manger. 
about that manger, it was for animals. It was a feeding trough. There was no room for him and his parents at the end. Question. Is there room for him in us? This holiday season, are we going to be going out doing all the hustle and bustle and all that and not have room for him in us to spend time with him? That's, that's all he wants. So, beloved, during this time, spend some time with Jesus. Just take some time out and just spend it with him. That's what he wants. He wants to be intimate with you. And see, the thing about Advent, Advent is a time for us to look at ourselves in terms of our relationship with him. It's a time of introspection. Yeah. To accept that invitation. He wants to be intimate with us. That one-on-one. Let's put our hope in the one who came. Isaiah 9, 6. Let's put our hope in the one who came to put the government on his shoulders. Who is the king of kings? Let's put our hope in the one who is the wonderful counselor. He'll listen and give us the right counsel. Let's put our hope in the one who has the power to transform lives and turn any situation around. Let's put our hope in the one who is the everlasting Father who's gone to prepare a place for us. Let's put our hope and the Prince of Peace. He's the one who can quiet any storms that you may be experiencing. He quiets the storms. We need hope more than ever right now. The pandemic. Such divisiveness in our country. need him so badly right now. We got the answer to all of the world's problems. It's in Jesus the Christ. That's the answer. We need him. So let's put our hope in him. Let's put our hope in the one who went to the cross for our sins. 2,000 years ago, we had a sin debt that we couldn't pay. But our Lord went to the cross. He was beaten for us. He bled for us. He took our punishment for us to give us hope and a heavenly home to be with him forever. But you know what? See, see let me pause right there because, see, the enemy thought, thought he had won. Okay? 
I can just picture him doing chest bumps and fist bumps with his boys, okay, all right? He didn't know what was going to happen Sunday morning, right? Yeah, Sunday morning. You guys know what happened. God raised his son up. He raised him up with all power in his hand. He's now making intercession for us. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father. Second Baptist, it all started there. There was hope in the manger. Hope, hope was in the manger. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad hope was in the manger. And I'm so glad, so glad that he went to the cross for me. So glad. But he did it for you. He did it for you. Let me say this. If you was the only person on the face of this earth, he still would have went to the cross for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. Never has there been a greater love than the love he has given us. Never. And there'll never be. And yes, if I had Chris Tomlin right now, I would have him saying, nobody loves me like you do, Jesus. Oh, my God. That song tears me up because it's so true. Nobody. Yes, we love our families. We love our spouses. But Jesus Christ, no one or nothing can compare of that love. Amen. This Advent season. Spend some time with him. Look to the author and to the finisher of your faith. You may be in a hopeless situation. But guess what? You're a perfect candidate for hope to come in and change that situation around. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I just wanted to stop by and encourage you this morning. That's all. Just want to encourage you as we begin Advent season. Hope. Hope in him. He can turn it around. And he's standing there with his arms open wide for you. Whatever your situation is, he's just standing there open arms for you. He loves you so much. Amen.